0: Yes. no one ever asked see i do you know i the thing is ricky i'm gonna tell you i talk a lot of shit um I'll just people will ask me things and i don't remember what i've said people will say things to me like oh do you remember at that show when you walked up to that child and you like leaned into them and you said have you ever killed a man uh do you know what i mean and i'll have no recollection of ever doing these things but i'm like no i fully believe this happened but I don't remember it. Or they'll go, oh, you know, I came to a show and you, you grabbed my boyfriend and you cut off his tie with a pair of scissors and then you smacked at him. And I could be like, do you know what? You could be lying, but it could have actually happened. I don't really know. <laughs>
1: divina and i'm ricky
2: and welcome to fierce slay talk our decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond whilst delving
1: deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming
2: fabulous so shall we begin Our next guest has been called a dark cabaret drag darling, a music comedy misfit and a vintage vaudeville villain. Yes, he's been creating his own unique style of performance and looks
1: akin to a Disney villain. And today we are lucky enough to be chatting with the fabulous Joe
2: Black.
1: Hello. Hello.
2: Oh, you look fabulous, Joe. <gasps> Thanks, you I love the little up there. Is that just for us, or does your living room like look
0: like that? My my, my house looks like uh, a child's nightmare. It's, <laughs> in, in, in fact, someone came around today with their their child to uh, to drop off some cat toys, and the child immediately walked into the house and just burst into tears. Wow! I I, I I looked at the mum and I uh, and I said, uh, I I it is it is quite a lot in here. It's like everywhere you look, there's just something that's a little bit maybe too scary for tiny eyes.
2: For small
0: people. <laughs> well, it looks nothing but gorgeous. Thank you. This this is a trick. You haven't seen, like, the d- demented, vintage, swaying-eyed cat clocks. And <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a guinea pig, a uh, stuffed guinea pig that's dressed as Winston Churchill. And, like, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, you do. It's a, it's a hell mouth in here, Honestly. <laughs>
2: So they've all been keeping you, your stuffed animals have been keeping you company during lockdown, I take it. How does it feel to be out?
0: We're not quite out though, are we? Let's be honest. Well, we're definitely not in Manchester (laughs) (laughs) at the moment.
2: How is it in Brighton?
0: It's fine. It kind of you. You leave the house, and it feels like one of those those nightmares when you're trying to explain something to someone, and no one believes you. See, so I feel like I'm sometimes walking around going, "What's wrong with you all?"
2: <laughs> um, and there,
0: there was like and absolutely. There seemed like there was like a nightclub open. I was like, "How is this happening? Why are all these people here? Why are they in a giant smoking area? What's going on?" It, yeah, it's yeah. It, so it's you know, see things are kind of like returning to normal here, but I, I think imminently, you know, this is a massive tourist destination, so we're gonna be slapped down.
1: Yeah, Absolutely, I, yeah. I mean I I think I agree with you, to be honest, and I think mm-hmm. uh I think probably we're gonna all end up back in lockdown just in time for Christmas. <laughs> I think so oh, too. Absolutely. As long as we, long as we can have that. some sort
0: of Halloween. <laughs> Exactly,
1: that's fine. As long as gay Christmas happens, I don't care about
0: (laughs) Goth (laughs) Christmas, gay Christmas.
1: (laughs) So, while while you've been trapped in your uh, accommodation, in your abode, Mm -hmm. what have you been doing to keep busy? How have you
0: been keeping yourself active? I painted every single bit of furniture I own. (laughs) Uh, You know, the TV unit. It was a... a lovely uh, dark wood, and now it's you know black and dark wood and red and gold accents. And then there was the little wooden table that is now black and green. I'm just sort of like peering over into the room. It's like if anything was still long enough, I was going to paint it black. So <laughs> uh, no, green, green and red seems to be my. <laughs> Seems to be my go to, but a little bit of black, you know. Right. Gold. Gold, gold, gold. Okay, I love okay. gold. Nice. Garish, garish tacky. I mean you know, Very more me. of a
1: silver for me, but that's you know Oh,
0: I have I have heard that about you. <laughs> I, I I do I do I do think. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been it's I did lockdown shows. Uh I started a Patreon. I've done Fantastic. more YouTube content in in four or five months than i had done in 13 years wow honestly like i was I, I've, I've done yeah more video content than ever because it was wow so i've got to do now because i had the excuse before of like no 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 I, i'm doing a show i've got to go do an actual like in-person thing yeah. and i was like well no excuse now what you know what have you two been doing
2: um, not,
0: not making enough
1: content for YouTube, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of us are just work shy, Davina. Yeah,
1: well, you know, that can very me. If I can, I will sit in front of a computer screen and kill some orcs instead
0: of doing actual work. Well, this is what the... Lo- that what? could be work. I mean, I, mean what, I don't know what the game is, whether you ever preferred one, whether you'd prefer not to say one in case they want to give you some money. No, um, I mean, am I,
1: like, am I supposed to be on Twitch or something like that? That's what I mm, had encouraged me to do that. Mm. Um, but I don't, again, like, I've only just got to grips with, I mean, I say got to grips with, I've only just <laughs> sort of emigrated to TikTok
0: um, oh, see, I, I had it for about 10 minutes and I was like, I, I, f- I think I'm too old for this. <laughs> You're never too old. <laughs> Listen,
1: Auntie Geraldine and Grandma Doris are there going, aren't they? So, you know, <laughs> they can do it. Well, I mean, we're only twice their age, so surely we can. Do it. <laughs>
0: I just sort of looked at it and went, "I don't, I don't understand what's going on." Yeah, what no. is, what is this? Is people dancing, but also it plays automatically, and I'm not, um, I don't know, I, I can't deal with that barrage of information. Of, uh, uh, yeah, and and it's like a sensory overload of just like quick clips and then just suddenly something unrelated is happening if it recommends a facebook video and gives me like a warning on the countdown i'm still like oh (laughs) because i've i've come to watch what i've come to watch you know what i mean i don't uh youtube's okay because you get like a good moment to before it recommends something but you know tiktok was just like look at this 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 it's a lot over and over and over and over
2: and over isn't it And you're right about YouTube, because after researching you, I've got George Formby in my suggestions after the cleaning (laughs) window, so so I'm just like, oh, right.
0: (laughs) I'm keeping the spirit of George Formby alive.
2: You are indeed. (laughs) Um, You're one of the leading artists in Dark Cabaret, and you've toured extensively. How long have you actually been doing drag, you know, since the beginning?
0: We'll be 30. Well, I've been doing cabaret shows for mm-hmm. about 13 years uh, as of June just gone, because I started in 2007. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's been very quiet year this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, so I've been doing cabaret shows, and then sort of aesthetically, it's kind of slowly tiptoed its way to a point where people just sort of went, oh, yeah, 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 you're yeah, doing drag. And I went, yeah, right. <laughs> Basically, I mean, Davina, we've kind of been on each other's radar for a, for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, and you've It was kind of you were doing more of a sort of gender folk, mm-hmm. gender play thing to begin with, and then, it, like you say, it has
0: kind of just morphed into much more of a drag persona, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's it wasn't. It was one of those things where people go, "Oh, I'm going to do drag because it's popular," or blah 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 blah, that kind of thing. But for me, it was like it just it. It morphed very naturally, and I kind of became what I want. And still, to a degree, I don't really do, like, if someone goes drag, they have an idea in their head of what that looks like, and I still don't really look like that. It's one of those ones people go, do you, do you consider it drag? Do you? And I go, well, if, if you do, that's fine. I would never call myself a drag queen, but I, I would definitely say I was drag. Right. Yeah, okay. which
1: I, you know, I think that's there's lots of different people who work within the <clears throat> umbrella that wouldn't call themselves mm. a drag queen because I think there's mm. like a specific thing for that, isn't mm. there? You know, like for years sure. I always called myself a drag performer whereas now, you know, I am a um, alcohol-riddled mess so I can legitimately <laughs> call myself <laughs> a drag queen. Were <laughs> <drag laughs> you always one,
2: though?
1: <laughs> no, much less so. Much less so than I am these days. I don't oh, have a car good. anymore.
0: Oh, so, you stopped driving. You had your license revoked.
1: Yeah, that was the problem. Too much, uh, <laughs> uh, too much vodka and wheeling.
0: I was say you had, had a couple of sherries. Oh. Auntie Davina's lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I did champagne taste a few too many times and got behind
1: the wheel. <laughs> <Crikey>. <laughs> oh, so my how goodness. How was it that you made your way into the kind of burlesque, dancey, under, you know, (laughs) all that sort of Mm -hmm. uh, area. Because, you know, everybody's journey is so different and that's Mm -hmm. what I really like to find out from everybody is how did you kind of end up here? Where was the beginning and how did you get here?
0: Well, I I started out street performing. So I had, I play accordion. So I would busk in the street uh playing accordion and then uh sort of i entered a battle of the bands uh as well uh so i was doing like cabaret performances on like really traditional local music nights in portsmouth um so very much a novelty act and no one really knew where to put me so i'd end up on weird lineups i'd be with scarred bands and metal bands and you know acoustic acts um, it, it was just like never. people didn't really know where to place me and then I got invited to do a, a local burlesque show in like the back room of a pub and okay. uh, then it just that was the kind of snowball for it Where I mean because the burlesque and cabaret world not drag cabaret world but like burlesque cabaret world is, is where I come from so that's where I learned everything and it wasn't until pff, 2013 2014 maybe that someone went oh do you want to come to be on this drag lineup and i was like oh sure lovely and they are
1: different they like they are very different yeah. sets of people so how would you uh how would you frame that how would you uh, articulate the differences between those two cuz there's lots of similarities but they're also very different
0: yeah well i mean the audiences are very different so i've 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 learned to do what i do in a very heterosexual environment Essentially You know A very normal You know a lot Ballest shows are a lot of Either groups of women Or husband and wife couples That really love coming to the shows So I've I've been performing To essentially a very mainstream Straight or straight audience I'm saying that Obviously there are people That are not straight uh, Or heterosexual Or whatever In the audience But For the most part It's like fairly normal People Who are The ballest night Is something a bit different For them Yeah so, yeah, so I, you know, learning to do it to, to middle aged, you know, husband and wife duos that are going out for something a bit different. And then you go to the drag ones and you're like, oh, wow, I'm really not so much of a novelty here as well, but they're they're <laughs> much that I mean, that's the thing also, I'm quite a novelty in that world because there's not many drag people that work within those scenes. Right. Uh, okay. all ex- People are like this, but yeah, the drag audiences are much, much easier as well. You basically like, as you know, I'm not, and no, I'm not. You, y- you think? gasp. Yeah, I, I, I think you can basically move your arm a bit quickly, and everyone goes, inchy fab." Oh, my God! <laughs> I that, guess is, what, that is the absolute
1: opposite of my experience. That's but hilarious. You, you
0: were doing you were doing like I'm talking see, I'm talking about the kind of drag race audiences, maybe you're thinking of the trad audiences.
1: okay, yeah. Okay, the pubs. so a drag race audience is very different to mm-hmm. your g- general, traditional, Drag audience. Uh, because oh no! What- I, you
0: know, I've done the Queen's Arms in Brighton <laughs> on a, a six o'clock on a Saturday. You know, sort of gla- glazed eyes looking at you like they're there for like Sheila's hen party, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, "What the fuck is going on?" And the thing, the thing I get most, which it, it wasn't until I had done stuff that where people are kind of very much more set in how they look, like in a traditional drag bar that I didn't realise how scary I possibly looked to people yeah. so in, in cabaret it's like oh it's cabaret it's wacky and it's like you, you go into these bars and, and I was like doing something and I heard someone go holy fuck he is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> But i was so used to it all being like, oh, spooky, 1920s, all oh, smoky Berlin, cabaret, wild sparkles, all oh, darkness, sexy, like that. So it's kind of fine there. But then it gets all like, um, you know, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. And... <laughs> I, I joke about that, but actually I do sing it and I've never seen any trad drag queen sing it. And I always <laughs> do it in the voice of Miss Jason. So I'm always like, <laughs> Hello, dearies, I've got a lovely bunch of and that's Lovely to see you, dear. There they are, standing in no one, two, how's your mother? You know.
1: Uh... Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. Because my experience had been that um, the burlesque nights that I'd done, like the... The whole room would erupt on its feet, you know. You'd sing, something yeah, no, they do, yeah, like, and then you'd, they do you'd like two hours later, you'd be doing the same thing in front of a traditional drag audience, and they'd be going, Well, it's all right, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, but yeah, but I don't know, maybe I didn't explain that right. But less audiences are very enthusiastic, yeah, they are, you yeah, know. Uh, but I guess also where my taste of stuff, the sort of stuff I do, is—you know—I not, I've never done like club things as well. So that's weird for me to suddenly be in a place where people are expecting you to do like big banging club tunes, and I'm like, here is George Formby's when I'm cleaning <laughs> windows. <laughs> Uh but you know, Blesk the yeah, Audiences are really like they're happy to be there, but also, can you imagine being at that night and no one is cheering or whooping and someone's like, you know, stripping and throwing themselves around? Yeah, that would <laughs> that would be really hard work. Exactly. I've seen it before when someone has put the music so quiet and you can hear the there's a performer in London I adore called Betsy Rose, and she kind of like <sighs> She just accents everything with a noise, but I've seen her before when the music's been a bit quiet, and it's just this woman like striking these poses, going, Ooh, yeah, whew, ah, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> so and it's uh, just in these huge costumes.
1: She's one of the Williams sisters. She's <laughs> actually playing tennis on stage.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh my ah, god! I had never oh, thought about that. Ah, oh, ah! It's uh, ballet tennis. <laughs> You just bang back the cheers, the whoops, the hollers. But yeah, it's all very different. Scenes. I feel like I went off right on a tangent. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You've talked
1: about how it's been a sort of a process, you know, of, mm-hmm. of really, mo- and and I think that's actually. Most drag works like that anyway. You know, start at one place, and that is hopefully not where mm. you end up. Because if that is where you ended up, and you're exactly the same as you were when you began, mm. uh, you're probably still shit. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> what was well, some? People, I, I, know I never get when shit
0: to begin with. But I never get when people don't constantly try and grow and evolve and it just blows my mind. I'm like, literally, like, I, so I did some, uh, did some shows with Eddie Azard a few years ago and he records the audio for every single one of his shows right. and listens back afterwards and makes notes. Yeah. These are shows that he's done hundreds of times. Yeah. And he, every single night he records it and listens back. Because there's always something to learn. That's the thing. There's
1: always mm-hmm. something to learn from what you've done. So, your look particularly has been one of those things that has kind of developed and evolved. So who are the people that sort of inspired Joe's, Joe's looks?
0: Well, like like, when I started, it was kind of like... I liked the kind of punky stuff and gothy stuff, but I loved vintage things. So it was a dusty old jacket with, you know, big wild mohawk and scrubby eyeliner and some smeared lipstick. That, that kind of thing. I mean, thing, that sounds you know. so hot to me. That Thank sounds- you. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some pictures of me when I was 18. Ooh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Someone today said to me, and they said, um, are your cheekbones, they said, oh, are your cheekbones, uh, have you always had them or were they manufactured as an, adult? as an adult? I was like, are you suggesting that I've paid good money for these? Are you suggesting that there's something wrong with paying good money for them? <laughs> I know I didn't pay, for, I didn't pay for them, but these lips, on the other hand, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and my glazed expression. <laughs> you want surprise? Not today. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the question? Oh, style, style. Yeah, style. Uh, now, <laughs> now I really like. I don't know. I look at old. Pa- I like paintings and cartoon characters and things because I think it's kind of better to take inspiration from art uh, rather than other people because you can interpret that in your own way whereas with a person they've already interpreted something in their way you can be inspired by something sure like I you know I look at someone like Daphne Guinness and I think God I wish I had her money but <laughs> she like she just looks so gorgeous and she has like a a real... Vibe about her, and you can take that and be inspired by that, and go, oh, you know, I love the way her hair does this. I'll try that, that kind of thing. But it's, I think you you can you can collect more fruits by being inspired by by arts and become the art. That I does mean, that that make makes, sense. That okay. does make sense to me. Like
1: I spent a long time looking at the Irtay stuff. Oh, oh God, you're saying I mean, <laughs> just. Gorgeous, wonderful stuff, and it, you know you can really get a sense of vibe from it. You know, just the way mm-hmm. that the 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 pictures and the people in them are, are stood, mm-hmm. and the way that they're carrying everything. You know that that was something that really sort of inspired me when I was starting drag. Yeah,
0: and also those those images are drag. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If you're not, <laughs> you, you you look people look at the, uh, other drag performers to look at drag. It's like these. These illustrations and statues and things, uh, you know, that's that's. I've got I've got two Urte costumes. I've got a sun and a moon matching ones, and I if I do them in a show, I'll wear like one one half of a show, one the other half of a show. And it was just just looked at statues and drawings and just the shapes and things, and it just it translates so yeah. beautifully to to stage wear. And I I really like I like uh, Klimt as well so i've got a i've got a, a klimt i've got the kiss oh my a, god as a, as yeah. uh we tried the hair was like this big yeah he had all the sort of flat <laughs> ginger things and we had to scale it down eventually but it was just so heavy we were like right we've got hair donuts and we've got a dream let's go <laughs> and i yeah i like egon sheila as well but that's a bit more that's a bit more nude that's more of a distressed vibe that i yeah. enjoy Okay. Um but then fashion designers as well of course like you know Westwood Alexander McQueen mm. uh Gareth Pugh Of course yeah. Um just y- y- you can get so much from these things these images.
2: Okay. One of the people that you ha- you have mentioned in previous interviews is Marlene. I don't never know how to mm-hmm. pronounce her name. But I want to say Male. Marlene Dietrich. Dietrich. Yes. we okay. Ma- Um who I first heard of because of Lily Savage. <laughs> Because I was really young when Lily, Lily that did special the, uh,
1: came out. Lily yeah. leaning on a lamppost.
2: That's right, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, when it's attached.
1: Exactly. I've fantastic.
0: got a lamppost attached to got my mouth. my
2: back. Back. That's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So um, you took some inspiration from her as well. How has that kind of affected
0: Perform- your Performatively, because she's kind of... When you think of that kind of German cabaret glamour, that is 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 the one that I think everyone thinks of you know mm, it, yeah it's she's so easily parriedable a uh, par bare <laughs> there um she's yeah easy to take the piss out of um and she that's again she she made a whole fantasy you know that was yeah. her drag, you know it was all a lie it was all illusion it mm-hmm. was all tights and fucking dowels up her back to hold her up straight and mm. It's yeah, it's I yeah, I love her, but performatively and I like I used to do a Malena um like impersonation thing, but it's one of those weird ones where I did it, it was the way the way I did it is sometimes if they didn't know what I was going on about. If people knew it, like I did it in Bath particularly. I remember it in Bath because people in Bath are very posh and cultured. Um and I did it and it went it was probably the best it had ever gone down. But then you do it at a really rowdy show. And suddenly you come out in a tuxedo with a cigarette, and you're like just mumbling, like, (laughs) like that, and people are looking at you like, what the fuck? What's wrong with Fanny Craddock had a stroke? (laughs) (laughs) I I used to sometimes get that, where people didn't realise who it was, and they'd go, you're dressed as Fanny Craddock, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I wasn't dressed as Fanny Craddock <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I love May I love May West as well, but May West is like is one that I've I've kind of I watch things and just I I love it, but I don't like obsessively rewatch things or look up pictures of her. I just it maintains within me that ridiculous giant dresses, big hats, like wah, 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 thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who so, was it the other day? Though, sorry. No, go for it there was something i saw the other day oh that was it someone pointed out that in batman and robin that poison ivy is basically may west (laughs) and i had never clocked it before and then i was like i'll go look at clips and i was like nope nope she absolutely is oh come on boy (laughs) just the whole time maybe that's maybe that's one of the places that she took
2: uh, emma thurman took her inspiration from
0: well, I mean, she's got to take something from that film, hasn't she?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody managed to get
1: anything
0: else from it, did they? So you know, George George Clooney apologises when he does Comic-Cons. <laughs> Genuinely does. He does, he does apologise to Comic-Cons. I'm sure he, on chat shows as well, he always goes, and I'm so sorry for that man and Robin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that's, that's
1: really sort of based in the 20s. And a lot of what you do is also that sort of era, isn't it? So how do you, in, how do you go about incorporating those ideas from uh, 1920s cabaret? And I mean, the, the cabaret scene in Berlin particularly <coughs> was like the driving force of cabaret mm-hmm. at the time, wasn't it? So how do you incorporate those ideas into your work?
0: Well, it was, it was, a, it was a counterculture, wasn't it? It was because, you know, everything was fucked. So they just, you know, they did these, these, Welcome these wild... Welcome to 2020. <laughs> we love a recession, don't we, ladies? Um, Sal, so just yeah. a little bit of history repeating. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just such a... I say counterculture. It was just the culture at the time. You know, the, everything was a, a complete shambles in Weimar. Weimar Germany, Weimar Berlin. And it, but that's really a three penny opera and stuff. It all just came also from making things out of nothing. They'd there was the the cabaret of the nameless. They would advertise for acts and they would pick the worst of the worst because they didn't have to pay them. I have done and they brilliantly. They would- <laughs> They, no, but the, what they used to do is they used to get the worst of the worst, particularly so the MC, who the MC in Cabaret is based on, would um, mock them. And he'd get people to throw things at them and he'd hook them and like, th- like throw things and make comments and get people to be like, boo, and just put these horrible acts. Because it was just people that wanted to do, you know, perform their art and they were dreadful and they didn't have to pay them. But people came to watch these terrible acts absolutely ridiculed. Very oh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, but, but, oh, God. Was it that people, would, they kind of just went along with her, didn't they? In the beginning, yes. Because she wasn't aware.
1: She wasn't aware that she wasn't any good. And her husband told her that she was good. And her husband paid, because he was million, million, millionaire. So he'd paid these people to come and... Uh, like newspaper reporters to say it was nice and it was good and you know all of that stuff, and then uh, a reporter came and uh, wrote the truth, and it was then like everywhere, and that's how she sort of found out that she wasn't very good. And then she was, you know, her famous saying is: "They can say that I can't sing, they can't say that I didn't." <laughs>
0: But did she become, I mean, I've seen the film, but it, I, I saw it when it came out and it's all escaped me. Did she become like a camp icon? People yes, went to see her. Absolutely. Because
1: she, what she did was she found another few people who were, really wanted to sing but were absolute crap. And uh, they recorded things. It's called The Glory of the Human Voice. I own it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's what I base my life on. Um, And and she she would sell out the Carnegie Hall, sold out the Carnegie Hall. People bought tickets to sit through this. And she sold out the entire Carnegie Hall by being horribly bad.
0: Right. I've got a business plan in action. Thank you very much. There's hope for us all now.
2: (laughs) Mm. You're um, you're originally from Portsmouth. How was growing up in how was growing up there?
0: Rough mate, what do you think? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I didn't uh, like to assume or say.
0: <laughs> um Where are you, where, where are you from originally? Me, uh Cornwall. Cornwall odd oh, nash nice boy. Nice Cornish boy. Um yeah, yeah but uh, Portsmouth's rough, yeah, yeah. Uh it was one of those things though, it's that it kind of instilled a uh, Minor roughness in me, maybe, is that I'm the sort, I don't know, if someone sort of slightly side comments go, oh, do you see, do you see what he was wearing? I'd be like, what would you fucking say? <laughs> um, it's instilled that kind of like laddiness in me. <laughs> but, you know, just walking down the street in big round sunglasses and like a giant kind of children of the corn hat in like robes in the daytime smoking a cigarette. And then just, <laughs> what do you fucking say, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect. Ah, But it was, you know, that's where where I
1: started. Did you know as a kid that you were going to be a performer? Was it one of those things, like for me, it was obvious right from the word go. Out of everybody in my family, that was what I was going to be doing. So what was that like for you? Was it clear at the
0: beginning or was it something that's kind of bubbled up and I did like school plays and stuff, and everyone was. I'd always get lots of compliments and be, "Oh, he's very Joe's very good. Joe, you're very good." It's very you dramatic. You know, I, I, I absolutely. Um, oh, he's just a bit different, isn't he? Mount uh, eccentric. He's just eccentric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eccentric. <laughs> i uh, yes. I, 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 I absolutely stormed it as the mayor of London in Dick Whittington. Yes. Um, Ooh. You know, and I. So. I, I I wanted King Rat, but they told me that can only go to the Year Sixes. But they told me that I would have got it should I have been in Year Six and not Year Five. Oh, you mean? It went to Rebecca Stokes. Um, I remember this very well. No, not a patch. It was so. Talking of, I mean, she's not going to (laughs) watch this. She's not going to listen to this. She's probably dead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She she randomly like emailed me before and was like hi joe uh, rebecca stokes who you went to school with i don't know if you'll remember me uh when are you doing a show in portsmouth and i replied i was like hi rebecca yes i remember this this is the show here lovely to hear from you and then she replied immediately and she said it would be lovely if you would respond to your own messages what yeah and i was like and i you know i got that and i thought do you know what I'm glad I resented you for getting King Rat you horrible little bitch you bitch yeah no I sat there and I replied to that email I literally said I remember you lovely to hear from you here's the link to the show also
1: what's that thing about expecting something from somebody that you haven't spoken to for fucking 15 years I don't know it's called entitlement I
0: owe you nothing <laughs> Except from the people I do owe things to, which is mostly money, and that's why I'm such a shifty character who moves from place to place.
2: <laughs> so you've worked, Joe. Joe, you've worked with some of the some massive names Eddie Izzard you mentioned before, Toya Wilcox, uh Marcella Pupin, um P- Pupini. You've got. Uh, I love Pupini. that you're just reading Pupini. that,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, you totally tell, can't you? Uh
2: yeah, we'll just not mention her. Toya Wilcox. And you have tons of celebrity <laughs> admirers as well. Uh, Jonathan Ross has commented on you. Um, who's the most famous person you've got in your
0: phone? In my phone? Mm. Oh. Most famous person I've met is Glenn Close. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, who's the most famous in person phone... in your phone? See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Davina. <laughs> I, I might have to say Davina. Um, who's... <sighs> Um, no do you know what i've got let's think of a non-drag one um hmm do i god i only know bloody drag queens don't i yeah i realized that about
2: myself the other day as well i was just like unless they're on gadia or they're on stage in a dress i don't know them
0: (laughs) I'd have to sit there and scroll. I've got Ed. Ga- I've got Ed Gamble's number for some reason, the comedian. Oh, okay. And I don't know. I d- I, d- I don't. I was just going through my phone and it, I was just scrolling, looking at something, and under G, normally next to Grinder, was Gamble, and I was like, When did I get Ed Gamble's phone number? I don't. <laughs> I, I consider texting him and going, Hi, this is Joe Black. Why do I have your number?
2: Yeah.
0: Do you know in the comedian? Yeah. Um, I put first names in my phone and then
2: I look back through. Uh, and I don't know who you know Ryan is or who. Like, you need to one add millions.
0: The the trick is to add grinder and then the city location after <laughs> it. Oh right, okay. So well, if you search but... it, it's like it's like Duncan Grinder. You know, preferred Whirl. position. <laughs> That'd be it.
2: Um, of course, we're not allowed to do grinder meeting, are we now? But oh, oh mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, I don't have the app. <laughs> Me either? <laughs> no,
2: of
0: course not. <laughs> DDC down for some... <laughs> That's it. Listen, you said Divina, we've we're...
1: been out on a night before, you know exactly what I'm like when I get drunk. Same. Wild child.
0: Yeah, we That's had lovely, lo- lovely, lovely night out in Manchester. <laughs> it was me, me, you, and Alfie Ordinary causing absolute chaos. Absolute
1: mayhem. <laughs> Sounds about Murders. right. Murders were it was, had. It that was, that so night, obviously, Danny. you
2: guys, you guys have met before, as we know, um, have you worked together before as well?
0: A few times, haven't we? Yeah, we did a tour together. We we've done like the odd gig, and then we did the Alaska tour, yeah. and then recently I saw you in Brighton, and um, we sang a, a duet together. We did. I I love the video of it (laughs) because it's me. Just you you don't say anything, and I go, "Beauty is beyond compare," and you go, "Beauty is beyond (laughs) (laughs) compare."
1: It's not even that. I get the words (laughs) wrong, and Joe stops playing and says, "Those aren't the right words, are they?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that seems very.
0: That is more believable. No one was going to notice. No one was going to notice. See in, in in my head I just like casually corrected you but actually I guess that does make more sense to be me to just stop flat out and go I'm sorry you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I've misremembered this.
2: Oh, it's, but but I,
0: my favourite thing is is, you know if a show's going well I'm just like right how can I derail this? <laughs> I, I love it. I love causing absolute chaos so um, things like just stopping a song though that wasn't a particularly chaotic moment it's just very like indicative of the sort of thing i like doing on stage which is like oh things are fine let's make it not fine
1: <laughs> you know that is exactly what, 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 what would you happen did. if
0: i pushed this over that is
1: exactly what you did i thought oh I've, I've, that one's flown under the radar nobody's known that i've oh no he's stopped playing <laughs>
0: Now I can well, see,
1: hello. Joe, that you have a drink
0: there. Is it gin? Yes. We know that you're a gin it's, drinker. It's it's a it's a cotton cotton candy gin. Ooh! I did loads. I did loads of live stream shows, and then people would uh, message me afterwards and be like, "Would you would you like me to buy you a bottle of something? How about this?" And I'd go, "Okay." So lots of strangers have my address now, which is quite nice. Wow. That's... So I'm very trusting. Someone. Did send me a bottle of Marilyn Manson absinthe as well. That was quite nice. Oh. Um, wow. It came with the invoice as well, and I thought, hey, big spender, because
1: <laughs> you're so into gin, it's on your body as well, isn't it? It's not only imbibed; oh, it it's I've actually it's on my fingers.
0: On. It's on my fingers, yeah. Oh. With the question mark? Where? Show me. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got. Show me in this. Oh, in this little. I've got camera. a lot of really naff tattoos I got when I was underage. Oh, my there you are. Oh gin. my god. Love it oh yeah but no i've got you know i'm co- i'm covered in lots of tattoos that like as i got older i was like i will invest in a good quality artist but as a kid i was like right i want a heart on my hand <laughs> <laughs> i'll go to that guy he looks fine he's got both eyes anyone got a bag uh, and a needle i'm ready basically basically yeah that was that was the <laughs> thing and i was like right i can uh, Due to technology advancements, I can deal with that now as an adult. But it's yeah, there's occasional where people go, that's really interesting. What does it mean? And I was like, it meant that I had fifty pounds and I was eighteen years old and I went to the dodgiest fucker who could do it for me.
2: <laughs> that's what it means.
0: That's the meaning.
2: Oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's all just a snapshot of time, isn't it? Just a little. Oh, exactly. Snapshot. And eventually it'll be burned off and put back over again by (laughs) someone that costs more than 25 quid and a cheeky wink, you know?
2: Yeah, definitely. Have it embellished. (sighs) Yeah. When I was doing my research online, one of the questions you were asked in an interview uh, was, is there there anything that you wish people asked you in interviews that you would like to answer now? And you said, yes, I want to talk about snakes. Oh, yes
0: did no you? one ever ask see i do you know I, the thing is ricky i'm gonna tell you i talk a lot of shit um <laughs> I'll just people will ask me things and i don't remember what i've said people will say things to me like oh do you remember at that show when you walked up to that child and you like leaned into them and you said have you ever killed a man uh do you know what i mean and i'll have no <laughs> recollection of ever doing these things but i'm like no i fully believe this happened but I don't remember it. Mm. Or they'll go, oh, you know, I came to a show and you you grabbed my boyfriend and you cut off his tie with a pair of scissors and then you spatted him. And I could be like, do you know what? You could be lying, but it could have actually happened. I don't really know. Um, I feel it's <laughs> like I get, I sometimes I feel a bit possessed on stage. It's not like getting twatted and going like blackout, but it's like as soon as those lights go down, I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> um, oh, snakes. Yes, I love snakes. I have two pet snakes, Anita and Sebastian, and then literally <laughs> as of yesterday, we have a new, a new uh, pet in the house. No fur allowed in this house, by the way. Um, oh, okay. So I think what? they're just being handed to me, actually. Oh. Right. Okay. So this is Klaus. Oh my Augustus gosh, you really Black. do love them. This is no fur oh. allowed in this house. So we've got the snakes. And we've got this gorgeous little hairless boy. Oh my god!
2: Oh my god! Who
0: I I ac- I accidentally got a eyeshadow on him earlier. I
1: mean, um, he looks so perfect with you in your turban. You just need a crystal ball yeah. and a
0: cauldron, and the entire look is. I don't know. I'm doing that's it. I'm yeah, going to do some photos it. after this. <laughs> we got him yesterday, and I was like, right, I'm going to get back into costume. Oh, he wants to run off now. <laughs> oh, you caught my sequin, babe. Oh no, you're gonna. He's just going to sit in my lap, isn't he? Oh,
1: he's gorgeous. Sorry, he's,
0: Joe Black, my darling. What can we expect
1: from you in the upcoming months? (gasps) Well, when's this coming out? Uh, Probably next week or the week after. So (gasps) soon. Well,
0: you know, one of my first gigs back on the 2nd of September, I'm doing The Warren in Brighton, which is going to be a pop-up. It's a pop-up venue on the beach. Very nice. And then uh, on the 9th of September, which I believe is the 9th, which is the Wednesday, I'm going to be at the Phoenix Arts Club in London doing my own show there because now that things are socially you know capacities are down and all of these clubs just didn't have any programs i was i'm seeing a crop up and i'm like right i've wanted to do that one i've wanted to do that one i've wanted to do that one you've got half capacity i think i could probably sell enough tickets for that (laughs) 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 not popular for full (laughs) capacity but popular (laughs) enough for half capacity Um, so I'm laughing because I'm wearing this giant flamenco skirt and the cat's going mental. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he's running off now. But because he's so small, he, he just sort of gallops. Oh god, I'm just in the corner, because this, this cat is so new, I'm a bit spooked by seeing things move quickly in the corner of my eye. And obviously it looks like a bag of skin with eyes. So it, I mean, he's gorgeous. (laughs) Can you stop tearing my slippers apart? Well,
1: we better let you go and sort out your (laughs) pussy. So just remind us again, where can everybody find you on social media?
0: Oh, that's uh, on Instagram, Mr. Joe Black. That's M-I-S-T-E-E-R, not M-R. On Twitter, the same. Facebook, just search for Joe Black. Don't add my profile. I won't accept it. (laughs) Um, Add my page. Um, I do have a TikTok. Uh, I made an account purely to see what was going on don't post anything you can follow me there if you'd like Um, my Patreon that's Joe Black at Patreon patreon.com forward slash Mr Joe Black trying to think of absolutely everything else YouTube um, Xtube uh, OnlyFans that's uh, Madame Joe Black to you Uh (laughs) no I don't I don't have an OnlyFans I've got a Patreon instead perfect
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Joe. It's been an absolute a pleasure. joy.
0: Thank you thank very you. much for having me. Yep. I've had a scream. And I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting to work with you again at some point. Oh, I hope so. I hope it happens when we all return to the universe yeah. and the universe returns <laughs> to us. And then we can be a bunch of boozy old slags Fabulous. out and about.
2: Love that for us. Cannot,
0: can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs>
2: Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for
1: hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word.
2: Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time.
1: Hold back, come snatch it, come take it, all yours right off the rack. No wanting, no waiting, you shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack, instant and present, hit go and play back, right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door, have it and hold it, you only want more, live it and love it, you got it, it's yours, right now, right now.